The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. It's now time for Radio Drama, where we perform on the stage of your mind. The curtains are your eyelashes, your hat our fly space. Different parts of your brain are the costume, set designer, and makeup artist. And your eyes are in your ear. Audio plays have been broadcast since radio began. Minus, 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 one. Join us as we continue the tradition on the Texas Radio Theater. Blip Proton Space Ranger! Whisper. It means murder, Watson. Onward to adventure! Away! It's not only the theater, but it's the theater of the mind. The mind. And that's what I'm writing Jump for. Jump Rob. Ready for impact in three, two, one. <sighs> Tying on the rope now. It's the realm of your imagination where anything can happen and usually does. Hi, I'm Rich Froelich, and I'd like to welcome you to this broadcast of the Texas Radio Theater. Next up, the conclusion of Too Close to the Flame, written by David Wharton. Since this is a mystery, it's only fair to take a few moments and recap what happened last time. I was there when John Brand killed himself. Despite the fact that the task force headed by Detective Blaylock had been unable to find him. More like because of that. Yes. Well, you've been quoted as saying that you don't like Detective Blaylock's methods. Well, I really don't have anything to say about him. Oh, do I detect some friction between you two? No, you detect me not having anything to say about him. Um, yes, Mr. Danes. My name is Dr. Lenora Sims. I heard your name on television and I, I need to talk to you. If you could call me at 214-555-2836, I have some information about the fires, about the Firefly case. Please call me. It's urgent. Oh, no, you don't. Get the hell away from my crime scene. Relax, Erwin. I'm here on business. Dr. Sims. I was supposed to meet her today. Well, she's not talking much. Somebody beat her head in with a tire iron. Hi, I'm Aaron Danes. I'm a private... Lit- how dare you? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. I'm only... I don't know who you think you are, traipsing in here, deceiving my staff. Did you really think no one would tell us that Dr. Sims had been murdered? Detective Romanek. Hey, Joni. Danes! Ruing, I, I need a favor. Come on, Aaron. You know I'm in the middle of seven. Uh, it shouldn't take long, I promise. Just, just need you to check on a name for me. All right. Go ahead. Cameron Ives. I-V-E-S. She rented the room upstairs, her and that boy of hers. Oh, strange child. 
I always felt sorry for the poor dear. Child, was that... Cameron, yes, that's right. Just like you said on the phone. Yeah, yeah, actually, I got a letter from Johnny a couple days after he died. You still have this letter? Nah, I gave it to the cops, to that big SOB that worked the case. What's his name? Laylock? Yeah, that's the one. He told me it didn't matter if I had a signed letter from the Pope because Brand was guilty and that was that. No one common element. Well, wait, 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 wait. What about this one? The first three were all owned by the same firm, WGI Incorporated. That's Philip Wage's company, isn't it? Uh, yep. That guy owns half a Metroplex. And what he doesn't own, he owns somebody who owns somebody who owns it. Have any of the buildings been sold? Have they changed hands recently? Uh, let's see. And now, uh, wait! What is it? All the buildings that weren't owned by Wage beforehand, they've all been sold in the last few weeks. After the fires. And check out who the buyer is. Philip Wage. Try and find this letter. See if Blaylock checked it into evidence. Oh, don't hold your breath. So what? You think Blaylock's in on whatever this is? Well, if he's concealing evidence... We don't know that. We haven't even checked on it yet. Fair enough. But in the meantime, you should keep your eye on Blaylock. Both eyes. Right. Blaylock, we're in the middle of something here. Not anymore, you ain't. Danes, you're coming with me. Blaylock, what are you going on Shut about? Shut up, Romanek. Aaron Danes, you're under arrest for the murder of Dr. Lenora Sims. And now the second part of Too Close to the Flame, right after this. Do you think you're crazy? Well, most people who answer yes to that question are just experiencing a healthy level of self-doubt. And that's completely normal. Yes, normal. And frankly, being normal puts you at a disadvantage. It's a condition that sadly won't give you the edge in today's affliction du jour society. Well, Overland State Hospital wants to help. I'm not normal! is a program to assist you in turning that average self-doubt into your choice of either a raging volcano of anger or the gray hopelessness of despair. But that's not all. Graduates of our program will receive free 24-hour surveillance by local law enforcement, your name, address, and home telephone number listed on hundreds of Internet databases, never having to explain why you did something, and most importantly, never being asked to watch children or lead a scout troop. To enroll, dial 1-800-2-GO-NUTS and join the tens of people who are nuttier now than when they came in. Yes, it's true. At Overland State Hospital, you can become certifiably crazy, and we've got the certificates to prove it. We've got yours waiting for you. And now, Act Two of Too Close to the Flame. You know, I grew up watching cop shows. I always loved the interrogation scenes. You know the ones. 
Where were you on the night of such and such? Good cop, bad cop. The room Blaylock stuck me in was an olive green cube with a water cooler in one corner and an extremely unconvincing plastic fern in the other. Blaylock let me stew for a couple of hours before he finally graced me with his presence. Quiet, Danes. Just waiting for the setup. That right? What would that setup be? Well, seeing as how you've arrested me for killing Dr. Sims, and seeing as how I happen to know I didn't do it. We've got witnesses that place you at the victim's house last of night. Of course you do. <laughs> you got nerve, Danes. I'll give you that. You talk a mighty big talk for somebody staring down a murder one. Look, Erwin, we both know I didn't have anything to do with that. So the fact that I'm sitting here cuffed to the table means that either you're a fair sight stupider than I thought, or else you want something from me. And I don't think the first option's even possible. So what do you want? What were you and Romanak doing at the Sims' house? Stripping asbestos. Keep it up, Danes. Keep pushing me and see what happens. What do you think we were doing there, Erwin? I told you to keep your nose out of this. Well, my life is one long series of mistakes. So slap another one up on the karmic chalkboard. I've got a question for you. What did you do with the letter from Kevin Porter? You throw it away? Burn it, maybe? Or did you actually bother to check it into evidence so it could mysteriously vanish a few days later? What are you talking about? Come on, Erwin. The cat's out of the bag. He told me all about it. Danes, I don't know nothing about any letter. Tell me, does Philip Wage sign your paycheck himself? Or does he have somebody else do it for him? I've heard he's quite the recluse. Afraid of germs. So I guess he wants as little contact with you as possible. Danes! As rich as he is, you think he could afford better help than you. Did you give him some sort of discount? Own a cop, buy in bulk? <laughs> that wound a little tender. Hmm? You're lucky, Danes. Who, me? Lucky how? Lucky that up to now you haven't had a clue what Philip Wage is all about. But you're going to find out soon enough. You're a credit to the badge, Owen. So what's the scam? What's Wage getting out of all of this? Uh, why'd he hire Bran? Some sort of land scam? Hmm. Must have pissed you off something fierce when I tracked down Bran. What with all the trouble you and your boss went to keep the truth hidden. What's in the briefcase? Your fee. You're working for Philip Wage now. Mm, nope. Sorry. It's strictly freelance. No benefits I'll grant you, but I, I do get to set my own hours. Tell the old man I'm not a fan of his retirement plan. John Brand isn't exactly sunning himself in Bermuda. You'll change your mind. Why is that exactly? Because you want to know who killed your fiancé. My blood went icy. The wall I'd built between myself and that night one year ago had came down in an instant. I remembered. I remembered the ride home from the Cowboys game. I, I remembered Shelley. thinking about? Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, just depressed about that game. Ugly loss for the Cowboys. Oh, right. Because you're such a fan. But I do appreciate <laughs> you coming along, even though I know you hated it. Uh, I didn't hate it. Fat guys in tights, violence. What's not to love? Uh-huh. I'm serious. Football, yay. It wasn't awful. But baseball is more of your alley. Well, either way, I appreciated it. And I know Mom and Dad were glad you came along, too. Well, according to the orientation pamphlet your dad gave me, I have to write an essay on the history of the team before I can marry you. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You know Dad likes you. He's just... <gasps> Look out! Oh, hang on! Ah! 
still with us, Danes? You're bluffing. <laughs> Philip Wade's don't bluff. You ask me, this is quite a deal. Some drunk driver comes along and kills my girlfriend. I'd want to see justice done, especially if that guy who killed her doesn't spend as much as one night in jail. Must be nice being related to the governor. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? The case just vanished like smoke in the wind and left you with nothing but questions. Sure, I heard the story. That's why you quit the force. Couldn't have any faith in a system that would let something like that happen. Let a killer drunk walk away scot-free. I don't know about you, but I'd jump at the chance to go and have a little talk with that guy. And his name is in this briefcase. Unlock the cuffs. No, you listen up. Now, I know you ain't got the sense God gave a two-year-old, but Wage thinks you could be useful. And he don't pay me to voice my opinion, so here's the deal. As of right now, Cameron Ives is none of your business. And why is he any of Wage's business? What's the old man have to do with Cameron? Forget you ever heard of him. He's just a messed up kid. John Brand was a firefly. And John Brand is dead. End of story. And Wage wants to hire me to... To what? Not investigate? Sit on my thumb? Oh, you got work to do, all right. You're going to find out who's blackmailing Wage. What? Wage is supposed to leave 250 grand in a briefcase at the steps on the West End. Otherwise, whoever's blackmailing him talks to the press. And you're going to do the meat. Why me? Isn't this the sort of stuff he pays you for? No, he wants somebody expendable. Has he spent more than five minutes in the same room with you? All right, all right. Fine. So I go. I, I find the blackmailer. Then what? Let's just say that I'm not going to be the only one with blood on my hands by the time this thing is done. I'm not killing anybody. Then you can rot in jail. Trust me. Wage can make that murder rap stick. Or you can do this little favor for him and those pesky murder charges go away. Our witness has a convenient memory, you might say. Tends to get fuzzy when exposed to money. Look, Danes, you better start checking the horizon because the storm's coming in whether you like it or not. Wage don't give two shakes what you do after this mess is over. You find that guy that killed your girlfriend and let's say he... Oh, falls down some stairs or out a window. Mr. Wage will make sure it never gets back to you. You help him, he helps you. It's relativity. I think you mean reciprocity? Yeah, I'll remember that next time I'm playing Scrabble. Deal or not? All right. Uncuff me. You try to double-cross us. Well, let's just say Mr. Wage ain't a forgiven man. Uncuff me. Hmm. You're some piece of work, Danes. Funny how quickly all that high and mighty hogwash you put on disappears when... Uh, uh, you son of a... Shut up, Irwin. That was for bringing Shelley into this. You can tell your boss he's got a deal. Now tell me about this blackmail. Laylock let me go. He even handed me my gun. That's how little of a threat he considered me. And the thing I was most afraid of was... But... What if he was right? I was working for Philip Wage, but I was just playing along, right? Uh, just biding my time so I could get closer to the bad guys, right? That's what I kept telling myself. I, I didn't want to think that maybe I really was doing this for revenge. That maybe, just maybe all I wanted was that briefcase. And with it, the guy who'd taken Shelley away from me. 
Shelley always used to say that you're only as good as when no one else is looking. Well, I was feeling mighty lonely right then. The drop was downtown, 7 a.m. sharp. I met Blaylock at the designated spot, an alley a few blocks away with a clear view of the drop point. You're late. Sorry. Somebody kept me up all night. You want to write me up or can we get to it? Here's a dummy bag. Shredded phone book. Nice. Uh, Say, can I keep these coupons? Give me your gun. Why? Because if you shoot him with your own gun, it's going to make it harder for us to cover up. Now, here, this gun's clean. Can't be traced. Just remember, though, we want the man dead, so make sure it's a clean shot. Head or heart. I know what you want. Get and out of my way. And don't try anything, because I'm going to be watching yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I know. You'll be watching me. I've seen that movie, too. It was early on a Sunday, so the area was mostly empty. Just some panhandlers and a few bargain hunters waiting for the shops to open. A scruffy-looking guy headed my way as I reached the steps. I opened my mouth to shoo him away, but he cut me off first. You, 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 got, you got the money? Uh, listen, buddy, uh, today's not the day to be hitting me up for a handout. I, 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 I said, do you have the money? Like, like the, the ransom. Or the pickup? Do you? I'm supposed to ask you, do you have the money? Like, so, do you, like, have the money? Uh, listen, uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're really terrible at this. Who, who put you up to this? Uh, I, I'm supposed to to get the money. Uh-huh. And then what? Um, uh, I'm supposed to take it back to the, the other guy. Right. Uh, and where is this other guy? He said, if I told, I wouldn't get paid. Uh-huh. Well, tell you what. Here's 50 bucks. Bet that's more than he's got. What? What the... The bomb was gone before the echo of the shot died away. People were looking around, looking at me. The, the shot c- could have come from anywhere. That's when I saw Blaylock's legs sticking out from the alley. I ran. I rounded the corner full sprint. Blaylock was laid out across the alley like a 230-pound sandbag. A single gunshot wound to his left temple. Tiny little entrance wound. Big damn exit wound. A rifle with a laser sight was on the ground next to him. I checked the clip in the gun he gave me. It was empty. Oh, they- They'd known I wouldn't kill anybody. They just wanted a patsy. That's why Blaylock was there. He pulled the trigger. I'd take the fall, and with the blackmailer dead, Wage could spin whatever story he wanted. But who shot Blaylock then? Had to be the blackmailer. They probably had the high ground, uh, one of the surrounding buildings, the Lee Harvey Oswald special. But there was no telling. They could be anywhere. The cops would be here in any second. If they took me in again, it'd take time to clear my name. And by then, it might be too late. Blaylock had been right about one thing. There was a storm coming in, but I intended to face it head on. Good morning, sir. Can I help you find something? Um, no. No, thanks. Uh, Just looking. Well, let me know if you change your mind. Sure thing. Actually, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody. Oh, certainly. There's only one other person in the store. Short, dark hair, early 30s. Yeah, that sounds like her. I think she's back in the home and garden section, halfway back and to the right. Ah, Thanks. James. Uh, There you are. Are you okay? Yeah, I I told you on the phone I'm fine. What's going on? That jackass Blaylock has you locked up all night and won't let me see you. Then you just vanish. Blaylock's dead. He's what? 
Somebody's blackmailing Wage. Blaylock wanted to kill, wanted me to kill the blackmailer, but they killed him first. My God. What was on the tape? Forget about the tape. Are you okay? I'm fine, really. Just tell me what was on the tape. Okay. It was a meeting between John Brand and Dr. Sims. She brokered a deal between him and Philip Wage. Cameron was behind the first few fires, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. How'd you know? Uh, Doesn't matter. Go on. Well... Wage had people hunting for the arsonist after the first fire, and they found Cameron after the third one. Wage wanted Brand to continue the fires to put Cameron clear of suspicion. In exchange, Brand got custody of the kid and a free ride out of the state. Uh, It still doesn't make sense. I don't understand why Brand would want to protect his son. But what is Wage getting out of all of this? Why wouldn't he just turn Cameron over to the police? I don't know. Wage definitely isn't on the tape. It's just Sims and Brand and some other guy. I guess he was representing Wage. The audio's not great on him, so he must have been furthest away from the recorder, but I'm not sure who... It was Blaylock. Yeah, that makes sense if he was working for Wage. Yeah, and if... (laughs) Fancy gentleman. What? Uh, Something I heard earlier. I think I know why Wage was covering for Cameron. I'm going to need your car. My car? Hey, slow down just a second. Uh, Everybody's looking for my car. They still might notice me and yours, but it'll give me a chance, a better chance at least. Back it up a minute, Danes. I am not letting you do this alone. We're in this together. Now tell me what you know. I don't know anything. It's just a hunch. Well, then enlighten me. What's your hunch? Look, you wanted to know whether you were a friend or a resource? Well... Right now, I need you to be a friend. I need you to trust me. Then trust me. Damn it, Joni. Sometimes you're almost as stubborn as I am. (laughs) No contest, Danes. I could give you lessons. Okay, listen up. Here's what I know. This is what I need from you. Oh, who in the world? Hello? Who's there? It's Aaron Danes. We spoke yesterday. Open the door, please. Whatever you want, you can speak to me at my office. Certainly. I'll bring a a news crew in. I'm sure they'd love to hear all the tales I could tell about. Mr. Danes, I don't have time for this nonsense. Sure. I'd love to come in. What exactly can I do for you? It's very early. You told a few fibs yesterday, didn't you, Doc? I don't know what you're talking about. How about this? I'll tell you what I already know, what I can prove. And you can fill in the holes with what I want to know. For instance, I know that Dr. Sims was treating a patient named Cameron Imes. I know he was the son of John Brand, the firefly suspect. I know Cameron either escaped or was let out, and he started setting fires. I I know about the deal Brand struck with Philip Wage, and I know that Dr. Sims helped arrange it. I don't think Wage ever intended to honor that deal. Maybe Brand really did die accidentally. Maybe he really did blow himself up. I'm not sure. But even if that's the case, Wage would have had him killed eventually on down the line. After all, he had Dr. Sims killed to keep her from talking to me. Probably threaten you too. So that's what I know, Doc. Why don't we talk about what you know? Hmm. Not feeling talkative. Here, I'll help you along. Let's talk about Cameron's mom. I want to talk to my lawyer. Oh, come on, Doc. I'm not a cop anymore. I can't arrest you. No need to bring the lawyers into this. I was protecting the hospital. Then keep protecting it. Either way, you'll probably lose your job before this is over with. If you help me, some lives might be saved. And you might just avoid prison time. Or you can keep covering up for Philip Wage and Overland State Hospital can spend the next ten years trying to dig its way out of the scandal. Assuming they don't just shut it down. I want... I need... 
Immunity. Philip will kill me, just like he did Lenora. I'm not a cop, Dr. Crane. I'm not a DA or a lawyer or anything like that. But if you help me, I, I think I can bring a lot of bad people to justice. It's time to make the hard decisions. No. No, you're right, you're right. Uh, Lenora, uh, she was the only one who ever made any progress with Cameron during the time he was in our care, with the exception of his mother, of course. But Mrs. Ives, Elizabeth, Cameron's mother, well, she died almost seven months ago. Since then, Lenora has been the only one Cameron will respond to. I think Lenora had developed um, feelings for the boy. Romantic feelings? No. Oh. Well, I mean, not exactly. She cared for him deeply. She tried to keep it a secret, but I've known her for years. And it's my job to read people. I never confronted her about it because she kept it professional. She never crossed the line. But when Cameron escaped, my first thought was of her. You think she helped him escape? I don't know, but... I don't think she would have stopped him. And afterwards, well, I was sure she knew where he was after the fire started. I asked her about it, and she denied it. But she knew. Could he have been staying at her house? Oh, well, I hadn't thought about that. It's possible. And you didn't press the issue? Mr. Mr. Wage insisted that it be kept quiet. Right. To honor Elizabeth's memory. How long was Wade seeing Elizabeth before she died? You know about that? Oh, of course you do. I don't know why I'm surprised by anything anymore. They'd been together since just before we began caring for Cameron. It was his money that paid the medical bills. Elizabeth had spent years dealing with Cameron's instability. And I think Mr. Wade wanted her to be able to have a life of her own. Broke Elizabeth's heart to do it. But Philip convinced her that the hospital was the best place for the boy. He was well cared for, and she visited frequently. Only, well, after she died. I asked Lenora not to break the news to Cameron, but I think she must have. I, I think that's what made him want to escape, what set him off on his rampage. Cameron must have blamed Wage. That's why he was burning down buildings owned by Wage's company. I think so. Mr. Wage values privacy almost as much as he values power, and he hates the press. Somehow, against all the odds, he managed to keep his affair with Elizabeth a secret for years, even after she moved in with him. Then, after she died, he was left with Cameron. For a scandal like this to be brought to light, he wouldn't allow it. And Wage knew that he could use Bran to take the fall for that rampage, then kill Bran and nobody would be the wiser. You could have stopped all of this, all this death. My hands were tied. My life was being threatened, and I didn't know about all of this. I I tell you, Doc, every time I think my opinion of humanity has hit rock bottom, somebody comes along and shovels out a little more dirt. Do you know where Cameron is now? He's with Philip. That's all I know. What? What now? I mean, if Philip finds out I've talked to you... I've cooperated. Now, you have to tell the police I've cooperated. You've cooperated to save your own skin. Your back's to the wall, and you know it. I sincerely and with all my heart hope they send you to a very small cell and let you rot. Have a nice day, Doc. 
felt like I was chasing mirages. Every time I thought I had a grasp on things, some new angle popped up. I had a pretty clear picture of most of the players, but I was still no nearer figuring out who the hell was blackmailing Wage. I drove. No destinations, just drove. Let my mind race along with the engine. Somebody was blackmailing Wage, but who? Somebody has tried to kill me in Sims' basement, but who? Dirty boots? That's all I'd seen, work boots. Uh, no, 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 wait, wait. Not work, not work boots. Army boots. I speed dialed Joni. She met me in front of Kevin Porter's house. You got the warrant? Right here. Are you sure about this? Uh, I'll let you know just as soon as you tell me what you found out. You were right. There's no record of any letter in the evidence log, and there's nothing in any of Blaylock's records about it. Well, in that case, I'm pretty sure. Then let's do it. Neither of us said anything. We both drew our weapons and kicked the door in. We weren't going to take any chances with this guy. He was military trained, just like Bran. What the hell? On the floor, Porter, right now. All right, all right, I'm down. What's going on? Ah, uh, you lied about the letter. No, I had We both... We both know there was no letter. It's over. You've been using what Bran told you to blackmail Philip Wage. And this afternoon, you killed a cop. A pretty lousy cop, but still a cop. No, wait. I, I didn't kill anybody. I just did what he told me. I was just trying to help him out. Help who out? Uh, you weren't helping anybody out but yourself. No. Look, he saved my life in Kuwait, man. I couldn't just say no when he asked me for my help. James, who is he talking about? I'm not sure. I, uh, I, I was just trying to help him get his kid back, man. Oh, my God. Danes, he can't mean... Yeah, I, I think he does. Where is he, Porter? I don't... I don't know, man. Think hard. Where is John Brand? Porter didn't put, put up much of a fight. Maybe he realized the jig was up. Or maybe I looked crazy enough to actually blow him away. Uh, either way, he didn't resist when Joni cuffed him. Then came the tough part, convincing her to let me go in and face Wage. That did take some, that took some doing. But I couldn't, I couldn't legally make any move against Wage. And she could, but, but it'd take time. And that was time I intended to buy her, assuming I could get to the old man first. Before the very much not dead John Brand. I was only half surprised when a mousy little guy in a tux met me at Wage's front door. He told me Mr. Wage awaited me within. Much as I appreciated the hospitality, I double-checked the clip in my gun before following him up the marble staircase. Mr. Wade, Jaron Danes, to see you, sir. Come in, Mr. Danes. Come in. Have a seat. I'll stand, thanks. Suit yourself. Donald, we don't wish to be disturbed. For any reason... Yes, sir. As you wish. Well, then, if you won't sit down, would you like something to drink? I believe rum and coke is your drink of choice. I don't drink anymore. No? Ah, of course. Not since the accident. And my condolences on that. I know what it's like to lose someone you care about. I didn't come here for sympathy. Of course not. Well, if you're not going to partake, then I'm sure you won't mind if I do. These are stressful times. Ah, excellent. Tell me, Mr. Danes, do 
you like jazz? Never been a fan. Really? Yeah, that's a shame. I think you'd like it if you gave it a chance. Jazz is the music of improvisation. A song could begin the same way every time is it it is ever played, but each new performance will be unique. The players will react off each other and try new things, new sounds. I admire that ability to be unfazed by new melodies. Listen, react, and something new can be born. Ah, always sounded like noise to me. <laughs> That's surprising. You've proven yourself to be quite adept at improvisation. I've gone to quite a lot of trouble to cover up the indiscretions of young Cameron, and you have overcome every obstacle I put in your way. I don't know. You've done a pretty good job of framing me. Yes, well, all of that can be easily taken care of. Presuming that you've done your job, everything will be back the way it's supposed to be by tomorrow morning, and you can enjoy your tropical vacation. In fact, where are you staying? The Radisson? No, that will never do. I have a hotel not far from there, beachfront. You can have the penthouse suite with my blessing. Seems to me some of your employees came to a bad end. Who, Blaylock? Come, Mister Danes. We both know that he was an abominable human being. There was an incident some years ago: the death of a prostitute. I'm afraid our friend Mister Blaylock was a bit rough with her, and、uh, well, needless to say, his career was all but finished, and he himself on the way to jail before I intervened. Certainly, I paid him a small salary for his services over the years, but really, he worked in exchange for a favor. My seeing to it that his troubles disappeared. <laughs> Still, I have no doubt he would eventually have betrayed me. So it all works out best for everyone. And what about Doctor Sims? How's it work out for her? Ah, as I'm sure Doctor Crane explained to you when you spoke to her earlier. Don't look so surprised, Mister Danes. Of course, I knew about that. I very much value loyalty in those who are in my employ. Miss Sims knew that, and yet she chose to betray me by contacting you. Had she left well enough alone, none of the past two days' unpleasantness would have been necessary. She acted imprudently, and she was punished. Murdered. Let's call it like it is. She was murdered. Your little lapdog Blaylock killed her. Yes. Well, I've long held that the past is best left to itself. Now then, have you discovered the identity of my blackmailer? Yeah, I know who it is. Excellent. I have the case containing the information about your lover's killer awaiting you in the foyer, just as promised. And the name? What? What happened to the power? It didn't take him long. Wage. I suggest you get behind the bar. Why? What's going on? Don't argue. I came here to save your life. God help me. Do what I say before I change my mind. What's happening? You've heard the phrase, "What goes around comes around." Of course, but well,、it's... then stay low, because it's on its way.、Uh, this is ridiculous. My security can, can、uh, so, something the matter? Strange. None of my security guards are at their posts. How about that? Is Cameron here? Yes, he's in the east wing. This doesn't make any sense. All my monitors have gone dead. Who's there? Someone's in the hall outside.、Uh, Donald, is that you? Wait! Don't be stupid. Get down. Bran, it's Aaron Danes. Drop any weapons and open the door slowly. Don't make me shoot you. I'll admit it. 
I didn't count on Brand shooting through the door. He got lucky, and one of his shots caught me in the shoulder like a sledgehammer. I spun, the wind knocked out of me. Stay down, Danes. I've got no quarrel with you, but I'll kill you if you get in my way. Wage, get out here where I can see you. Don't, don't listen to him. Stay down. I'm not afraid of him. I'm right here. <laughs> you got more spine than I figured, old man. Where's my son? Kill me and you'll never see him again. Do you want to die, Wage? I want my son. That was the deal. Brand, don't do this. We've got, we've got enough on him. Wage will go to jail. Like hell, he's not leaving this room. He tried to kill me. Seems I ought to return the favor. I must admit, you're more clever than I gave you credit for. I should have been suspicious when you died before Blaylock had the chance to kill you. Yeah, it's amazing what a little cosmetic dentistry will do for you. With enough whiskey, you can pull out two or three teeth before you feel a thing. Remarkable. Bran, you're making a mistake. We've got enough on wage for a conviction. It's past that. He dies. Otherwise, he'll never stop coming after me. You ought to know that. Now I want my son out here, and I mean right now. You have no son. You forfeited your rights to him the day you nearly killed him. I bet you didn't hear about that, did you, Mr. Danes? That fire that nearly killed Cameron? Mr. Brand here used to be quite the drunk. He left a cigarette burning on the couch when he wandered out to find more alcohol. He left Cameron alone in that apartment, alone to burn. You shut up! He doesn't like to talk about that part of the story, as you can tell. But Elizabeth told me all about it. Uh, it was a long time ago. I'm clean. Have been ever since. And Cameron's my son, no matter what you say. You've got no right to keep him from me. Well, Mr. Brand, possession is, as they say, nine-tenths of the law. I promised Elizabeth that you'd never get custody of Cameron, and I mean to keep that promise. I want my son! Mr. Wage? What's going on? I heard noises. Cameron! Cameron, turn back around. Go back to your room and call the police quickly. No, no, don't listen to him. Cameron, it's me. It's your daddy. Don't you remember me? Don't listen to him, Cameron. He's lying. Shut up, old man. <coughs> Enough of this. You die now, Wage. Brand aimed the rifle at Wage's head. My vision was swimming. I'd been hit. I didn't know how bad, but there was a lot of blood. I didn't know how much longer I could stay conscious. I summoned up all the strength I had and... And I kicked the back of Brand's knee. He folded, and his shot went wild, shattering the mirror behind the bar. I caught Brand by the surprise. He went down, and his rifle hit the ground next to me. I didn't waste any time. I scooped it up before it had any time to bounce. Lunged over toward Brand and hit him across the temple, good and hard. His eyes rolled back in the back of his head. And he didn't move. I cradled the rifle in my armpit, trying to hold it steady against the waves of pain crashing through my chest. Nicely, uh, <coughs> nicely done, Mr. Danes. I'll call for more security to restrain him. You, you just, just stay where you are, Wade. You're going to jail. <laughs> you must be joking. This lunatic just broke into my house and tried to murder me. You think I can't spin this any way I wish? Make no mistake, I will never see the inside of a cell. As for you, you can come out of this as a hero or as a multiple murderer. What will it be, Mr. Danes? I've never liked multiple choice questions. But make no mistake about this, you are going to jail. For almost, almost too many crimes for me to list, but most especially for the murder of Lenora Sims. Dr. Sims? 
She's my friend. Cameron, go to your room. Everything's going to be all right. You're choosing the wrong enemy, Danes. Blaylock killed Dr. Sims. I had nothing to do with it. You didn't pull the trigger, but you might might as well have. I, I think a jury will see it that way. She got what was coming to her. Doc Sims is dead? You, you, you killed Doc Sims? Cameron, will you go to your room? Just like Mom. You told me she just died, but he says you killed Doc Sims. Did you kill Mom, too? Uh, Cameron, this is not the... T- what are you doing? I wish I had a camera. I really do. Just to have that moment captured when Wade saw my pistol in Cameron's hands aimed at him. And I tried to stop the kid. Honestly, I, I tried to move, but my body just wouldn't respond. Not fast enough, anyway. Killed them. Cameron! No! Put you that down! Get I, didn't... Them! I didn't see the shots. Just heard them. I was fading in and out at this point. The last thing I remember, just a few seconds of clarity before the darkness pulled me back under, was Cameron standing on the bar, smashing bottles of alcohol all over everything. Then the bar was empty. Everything soaked in alcohol and glass. Cameron pulled a book of matches out of his pocket. And that was it. I was out. Are you driving? Yeah. Yeah. And could I get some sarcasm with this one? Thanks. Oh, if only they could all be so clever. <laughs> there you go. Hey there, stranger. Say, miss, uh, didn't I see you on the evening news? Yeah, only because the hospital wouldn't let any reporters in to see you. Well, Joni, you can go back and tell them they're all welcome to visit my room now. Nice scrubs, by the way. Thanks. Uh, one of the orderlies at the hospital let me borrow them. Borrow? Hmm. Well, sort of. He left them unattended. He didn't say I couldn't borrow them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thought you weren't supposed to be on your feet for another week. Uh, I believe that stubbornness promotes rapid healing. Yeah, well, if anyone were an ideal test case for that one, it'd be you. So, uh, how'd you find me? I'm a detective, remember? How you feeling? Everything above the waist hurts like hell. But the doc seems to think I'm healing up all right. They even let me keep the slug they dug out of me. (laughs) Nice. So, what have you heard? Not a thing. I've been in morphine heaven for the past day or so. Where to start? Dr. Crane's agreed to testify against Philip Wage. Between that, Brand and Porter's testimony, and the stuff we pulled off Wage's home security cameras, the DA has a solid case against him. Um, assuming he ever wakes up. But if he does, he's going to jail for a very, very long time. Well, he told me he'd never see the inside of a cell. A coma probably isn't what he quite had in mind, though. You should have <laughs> let me come with you. Oh, oh. Hey, I, I think arguing makes my bullet wound flare up. <laughs> All right, I get the message. <laughs> so what's what's going to happen to Bran and Cameron? Poor kid. 
Well, Brand's going to jail, but not for nearly as long as he could have been. He's cooperated, hasn't tried to weasel his way out of the responsibility for things. He strikes me as the type who can do the time without even blinking. As long as they don't let him smoke. <laughs> as for Cameron, he's back at Overland. There was some talk of trying to put him into a foster home, but he's not ready. Maybe a few years down the road. He's talking, at least. Blowing away a father figure. That's some therapy. Work for Oedipus, I guess. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, bad example. <laughs> that reminds me. Here. What's this? It's a present. For you and Lou. Danes, this is a plane ticket. You've got one more you can pick up at the airport. It's under your name. When I called earlier, they said you could use them any time in the next year. Figured maybe it'd make a good anniversary trip for you two. Aaron, I, I can't take this. Ah, sure you can. <laughs> but it's your big trip. You've been waiting like six months. Ah, nah. Made other plans. Thought I might take up a long-standing invitation. My... Called Shelley's brother. I'm gonna go see the relatives. I, I haven't talked to most of them since Shelley died. You sure about this ticket? Positive. Besides, I figure with all the paperwork you're gonna do over the next week, all the reporters you're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> you're right. I wonder if they'll let me use these tickets right now. <laughs> I am. Um, I heard about Wage and how he was trying to blackmail you. I had some of the guys search for the case, the one that had the information Wage offered you, but. I'm sorry, Aaron. We, we didn't find anything. By the time they got the guys out of the house, the fire was already out of control. There, there just wasn't anything left. Uh, forget about it. Uh, only thing in that case was ghost. Let it burn. Well, I should get back to the station. Sure. Uh, they probably need to promote you or something. <laughs> well, talk to you later. Hey, Joni, wait a sec. What is it? A choice you gave me? You're not a resource. You're something else, Danes. <laughs> Damn right. You've been listening to the Texas Radio Theater Company's original production of Too Close to the Flame. Produced in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art, challenging its visitors to think creatively. The production was also made possible with support from the Coffee House at Lincoln Square, Overland State Hospital, and especially from you and your generous donations. Be sure to log on to www.texasradiotheater.com for show dates and other information. Too Close to the Flame was written by David Wharton. It was directed by and engineered by Richard Froelich. It featured the voice talents of the following. Hi, I'm Starla Anderson, and I play the voice of Shelley and others. I'm Alan Carroll, and I played the television reporter, Dr. Crane, and this is me. Hi, my name's Adam Dietrich, and I played Cameron Ives and some other people. My name's Elliot Gilbert, and I played Aaron Danes. I'm Jim Innocent. I was Wage, Neil, and Dr. Death. Hi, I'm Gary Layton, and I played John Brand. I'm Ken Rainey, and I was the announcer and the bum. And I'm Bill Shelton. I was Detective Blaylock. 
I'm Lee Tomlinson. I was Joan. Live sound effects were created by Libby Milliron, Gary Layton, and myself, Ken Rainey. Original music was created by Lincoln Aplan. Special thanks go to Rachel Bounds, Veronica Call, and again, to you and your continued support for our efforts to keep radio drama alive. We hope you enjoyed this original production as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Thanks so much for listening, and have a very pleasant evening. You're tuned to the Texas Radio Theater, and that was Too Close to the Flame, written by David Wharton. It was produced and recorded by the Texas Radio Theater Company in November 2002 at the Arlington Museum of Art. For more information about the Texas Radio Theater Company and our live performances in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, please check on the Internet at www.texasradiotheater.com. Hope you enjoyed listening. I'm Rich Froelich, and on behalf of our cast and crew, thanks for tuning in.